It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Okay, guys, I love the title to this one, Refusing Defeat. In fact, I, I feel like this is the message the Holy Spirit has for my own soul this morning. I have been struggling with uh, like a cold type of symptoms over the past couple days. It's just making my mind a little blurry. And I, I never get sick. And so for me, I almost feel like, I mean, typically my response to a cold is I just go, no. And I just shove it back. And there's been a few things in my life that I found that instead of shoving, I've been like, oh, that's too bad that that's there. And oh boy, that is the very thing I want the Holy Spirit to touch inside of me. I want him to rouse me afresh to action. And that's why I think this message, uh, which is building on yesterday's sermon, uh, which was released uh, via uh, my sermon podcast, it's called Americanized. I think this is... This is good for me, and I hope it's good for you as well, but refusing defeat. There are so many things that we accept that we should be punching in the nose. We should not be accepting in our life. There are thoughts that try and come in. You just go, no, you're not coming in. It's that simple. You refuse that thought. There are emotions. There's waves uh, that try and come over us to defeat us, to push us down, and we just need to say no. It's like water off a duck's back. It has no impact on me. You see, triumphant Christianity is lived aggressively, but oh boy, even if you're living aggressive for 10 years, it's amazing how you can succumb, how you can become weak. All it takes is you know something like a cold, and it's like, oh, I'm just not feeling good today. And instead of fighting it, you have a tendency to give way to it. And there's just a principle there. And that's why I feel like God is touching me in this arena right now. I ask that the Holy Spirit would move mightily in us as the church of Jesus Christ, starting with Eric Lodi. And Lord Jesus, you would lift us out of our mediocrity. You would lift us out of our acceptance of defeat. And Lord Jesus, we would remember that you are King of kings and Lord of lords, that you are seated on high and all things are beneath your feet. And you are coming again and that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, if we have that going through our soul, guess what? You don't accept defeat because you recognize that God has dished out victory for us to walk in. All right, well, let's, let's go through uh, this message. So I, many of you know from last year, if you followed Daily Thunder, that I went through a series on World War II. It was 93 episodes. At the, it went through, my, my template for it was Winston Churchill's memoirs on World War II. It's a quite hefty uh, read. And uh, at the very beginning, he has sort of the, the focus of his book, and this is, this is it. He says, in war, resolution. In defeat, defiance. In victory, magnanimity. In peace, goodwill. In defeat, defiance. In other words, right now it looks like defeat for the church of Jesus Christ. It just does. If we were to all measure it according to natural man's standards, the church looks weak. The church doesn't have a plan. The church doesn't have solid leadership, sound leadership for such a time as this. And the culture is headed fast and furiously uh, towards uh, the edge of a cliff, which is a cliff that we get pushed off of. In other words, it doesn't look good. And yet, 
how do we respond? Internally, as the body of Christ, we know who wins. And as a result, we don't just lay down and play dead. We rise up and stand firm. We represent the twice born of Jehovah God. We have been clothed in the shed blood of Jesus. We have been filled with the Holy Spirit. We have been entrusted with his word, which has not changed. It has not moved off center. There is no shadow of turning in our Lord. And as a result, when he promised, he meant it, and he is faithful and true. Let's believe him. So let's defy that defeat. So there are, I call them the big five, and I've used this term throughout this last year. When, we, when COVID began March of 2020, it's sort of like my assessment began. I was like, what are we dealing with here? This is new. I'm not used to this. Uh, shutting down, locking down a culture because of uh, this, this, uh, this virus. I mean, wh- what am I supposed to do with this? How do I respond to this as a Christian? And so there were certain things that I, at the very beginning, started to find. First of all, fear, which became in vogue uh, right about mid-March last year. Uh, It's like, nope, that can't touch a Christian. So I was aggressively pushing away at certain things for my own soul and for my family. It's like, nope, that's not going to control us. It does not, I mean, I've washed my hands for 20 seconds in under hot water before the coronavirus came along. In other words, that isn't what started my hygiene. Uh, Good hygiene is just wisdom, but it's not fear. And fear is what has been trying to move upon this culture. But So as I went through this last year, I started to mark out some of the things that I was seeing move aggressively into our culture. So here's what I call the big five. Lawlessness. Hate, or lawlessness, fear, which I just mentioned, murder and hate, deception and passivity. Now, it, there's always been a, some of that. That's just how the enemy works, right? But this is like a movement at such high levels. Think about the lawlessness last year after the George Floyd incident and the uh, anti-police movements and just all that was taking place. I mean, it was just like weird stuff, but it was lawless is what it was. Who cares what the law says? This is how we're choosing to, to live. Fear, murder, hate. No longer is it just like, okay, we disagree, and yes, I'm not going to vote for you because of it. This is I want to kill you. This is an extreme retaliation, an extreme disagreement type of uh, environment that has been created. Deception. Oh, we've always had deception. My entire life, I've been around 50 years in this country, And yet this is a whole new level of deception that is entering in. And then passivity. It's an interesting one to add to the list. In fact, it used to be the big three, and then I made it the big four, and then I made it the big five. Someone emailed me and said, Eric, I just think that you have to add apathy or passivity to the list. I thought about it. I go, I think that's, that's exactly right. You see, the church is being moved upon to be silent in this hour. Instead of Refusing the defeat, we are accepting it. We are compliant with it. Because, hey, we don't want any difficulty. We don't want any harm. We don't, we don't want any drama in our life. I want to keep my job, and I don't want to you know, make any waves. And so as a result, we are passive towards the movement of darkness. These are all the ancient movements that were already active and engaged in this country before the light of the gospel came here to America. If you study ancient uh, American history, uh, early American history might be a better way of saying it, lawlessness, fear, murder, hate, deception, and passivity, well, there you go, right there. That's exactly how this country was ruled and run, by the powers of darkness. These are the ones that used to live here, and they want their home back. 
And as a result, we as the truth bearers, we, are, we as the Christ believers, must do our part to stand for truth. To succumb. I thought that would be a good word for all of us to sort of meditate upon. It means to fail to resist pressure, temptation, or some other negative force. Isn't that an interesting word? Because I would say, what is it that you sense, Eric, is happening to the church today? Why is it that we are so weak? I would say we're succumbing. We are appeasing instead of standing for truth. We're embarrassed by the very truth that we believe. As if, should we be sheepish about the fact that Jesus is a savior from all of this? Every single bit of darkness in the world, he is the sole rescuer. And the gospel is the one means of salvation. Why are we sheepish about this? And yet we are. So to succumb in 2020, I, I remember even at the very beginning of uh, COVID-19, this, this whole, <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of funny memories of it. I still remember in one of our staff meetings, I think it was like January or February of, of last year, and uh, Sandy brought up, she said, well, this thing in China, do you think it could affect our training season for this summer? And I, I think I chuckled out loud. I was like, there is no way that that thing is going to affect us. Who would have ever guessed, okay? Eric was obviously wrong. Eric didn't have a really correct forecast of what was taking place. Sure enough, boy, it, it massively impacted us here in Windsor, Colorado, at Ellerslie. And, uh, and yet, as we were walking through this, I remember just sort of measuring, and it's like, God, I do not want to succumb. I do not want to just give way. I have never heard of the church being shut down in this country. And I, I, so I don't want to just passively give way. And so having to make decisions with this, what do I do with masks? I hate masks, right? So how do I deal with this? To me, I don't need it. You know, I, I do not fear. At the same time, that person in this culture that is fearing, does my mask help them? Am I going to be more effective in sharing the gospel with a mask or without one? Boy, I can tell you, we could split the body of Christ just by us trying to answer that question right now. Could, could you imagine? We're like, on Daily Thunder, we have a, uh, a voting uh, point where you can come in and tell us what you think about this. Actually, I don't really want to know what you think about it. I already know the tensions in the body of Christ. I'm just happy that our local body's all in agreement. You can come out to Windsor and find out what we've uh, concluded. But uh, listen to this. To succumb in 2020, don't meet or I'm sorry, don't speak, don't meet, don't sing, don't hug, don't care. You see, every single one of these goes against the very makeup of the church of Jesus Christ and what we are commanded by the king of all kings to do. And so, yes, I recognize that to speak can get you in trouble, can bring some hot water to your life that you weren't really desiring. To meet, oh boy, that could, that could create some, some drama as well. Don't sing. Remember when the, those uh, laws started coming out? That, okay, the church can gather, but you can't sing. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me not to laugh at these things, guys. I mean, to me, everyone is so serious about all this. But it is a bunch of bunk is what it is. It's a bunch of nonsense. Everyone's like lost their marbles, and I'm supposed to look at it and say, oh, yes, and all of that is very reasonable thinking. 
Uh, don't hug. I mean, it's funny. I could have said don't kiss, but that would have not translated as well. Uh, we are supposed to greet one another with a holy kiss. It's commanded five times in the Bible. The King of Kings has given us his word. The church of Jesus Christ is affectionate. And here we are. We are commanded not to be affectionate. That's why I said hug. Okay, I did that for all of us in America who aren't used to the kissing thing. And yet, it's affection. Don't show affection. No, no. We're not allowing that anymore. That's against the law. And then don't care. And that, that's my final statement on it. You know, it's like, hey, what about us helping these people? No, stay away from the elderly. And no, what about helping these people? No, stay away from them. They're, they're quarantined. In other words, you're not allowed to even care anymore. And th- the church cannot succumb. We cannot give way and just appease this and say, oh, well, you know, the government doesn't want me speaking, so I can't speak. You were commanded to speak by the king of kings. Well, the government doesn't want me to meet. The church throughout history has met underground when the government says that it is illegal to meet. The meeting of the body is a part and parcel of our strength. The gathering together of believers is critical. You know, I have met via Zoom all this last year, and I have to acknowledge that Zoom is a pretty extraordinary technology. But it is not the gathering of the believers in the same way as is meant in Scripture. And I can testify of that because I've been a part of both. There is something about the personal presence of people that is very different than a Zoom block. And so as a result, though I celebrate the fact that we have Zoom technology for this past year and I have used it uh, extensively, I am a big proponent of being the body of Christ. I am a big proponent of doing it the way God has commanded us to do it. So let's refuse defeat, guys. Let's be the church of Jesus Christ the way we ought to be. Hebrews eleven twenty four 24 through 27. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. What a scripture. Okay, let's just look at a few pieces of this. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know, to be honest with you, that, that would be a crazy thing to do. Because he could be the son of Pharaoh's daughter and still work on behalf of the Jews. But Moses is going to choose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming, this is an incredible statement in Scripture, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. So many of us, the reason we're struggling right now with knowing what to do and the reason succumbing is very attractive to us is because we don't want to give up the treasures of Egypt. It's that simple. You see, the first thing in Christian forward movement is to take all those treasures that we have and to surrender them to Jesus Christ so that we can think straight. When we are controlled by our treasures and our treasure is on this earth instead of in heaven, the devil's got us. However, when we give up the treasures of this earth, no longer does succumbing make sense because, as it says here, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Now let's keep reading because there's another segment here. This is so powerful. For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. 
for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Do you see him who is invisible? Do you see the reward that is out there for those of us that make Christ our focus, that make Christ our end. I'm not talking about politics here. I know that it's hard for most of us to even hear what I'm saying without getting into the politics of all these things. It's not a political thing for me. I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. I believe in the truth of Jesus Christ. I believe that there is only one means of salvation. And if I truly believe that, what is my life supposed to look like? If I believe that God has commissioned his church to behave a certain way in this world and that his chief means of rescuing this world is in and through his church's function and behavior, well then what am I going to encourage with all of us? Function and behavior that is fitting the church of Jesus Christ. What should we be, fearful? No, but I'm also not encouraging lawlessness. That was one of the big five. We submit as far as we can to come under the rule of our governmental system where it does not violate our commission from our king. And so to the degree that we can do that, by all means. However, we have a job to do on this earth. And so when this world is pressuring us not to speak, not to meet, ultimately not to care, we have to push back. The devil wants to move against our soul. Wants to move against mine. Remember I got this little sickness thing going on. I'm feeling weak and sort of drugged. I want to push back. And I said, no, no, this isn't the time for a fog bank around the brain of Eric Ludi. It's time to fight for the truth of Jesus Christ. It's time to push back. Let us live as Christians ought to live. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Note that our live in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume on weekdays this coming June at the Ellerslie campus in conjunction with our discipleship training season. Thanks for listening.